I'm going to say this and anybody listening is going to be like, yeah, that's obvious, but I'm still going to say it. It's been so rainy and dark (laughs) and gloomy and it feels worse this year somehow or in previous years it didn't phase me as much or is actually worse. Like maybe it's just more rain and more darkness and gloominess. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, I I get to the end of the day and I'm like, I didn't leave. It was dark. Yeah. I did work. Then it was dark. Then it was dark and I'm still here. And I'm like, what is, where did the day go? So it's been, ugh, the days, they all blend together. It's like also the end of the year. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't know, man. Let's hit a hard refresh and reload this whole thing again. I'm ready. All right. We won't count that year either. (laughs) (laughs) You can try again. Let's see. It's 2021 the year where we get through this. (laughs) This, That was 2021. Uh, 2022. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm emotionally still in about April 2020. I never moved on from that. I'm still there. Frankly, emotionally, I'm still about like 1998. (laughs) That's that's an entirely different conversation, isn't it? So we're going to talk about career things. Career career planning. planning. Yeah. I feel given that your career is significantly longer than mine, I feel like you should start. How'd you plan your career? Easy, Tiger. I'm only 42. (laughs) You've been in tech... What, 10 plus years, right? Yeah. So like Rails 1.2 is how I think about it. Wow. 1.2. I think when I came on to the scene, it was like Rails 4 was like the hot new thing. Wow. And some people were still on Rails 3, but yeah. I think I learned Rails 3. I mean, I didn't plan my career initially. I think we, we talked before about I joined Accenture after I graduated. I graduated with computer science, so I had a standard mm programmer education for whatever good it did me credibility i suppose (laughs) and then i didn't do programming other than on my own time for four years and i was i didn't enjoy my job particularly there were things i enjoyed about it but i didn't fit in big corporate world that was apparent that i did not fit because i was 23 and full of confidence and ideas about how everyone was doing it wrong and i did not truly (laughs) understand how broken the world was at that level um and yeah so it was actually only through meeting my other half that gave me the confidence to change my career. So I just mm. basically stopped and went to find out what was happening in inverted commas programming and that kind of world. And since then, it's been a succession of just leaping to the next thing, but mm. like with a focus on the middle distance. So I think mm. this is the thing that it tallies with the, the staying in a job thing we talked about before where like every six mm-hmm. months you established am i happy yeah and then start thinking about changing it if it's if a couple of those huh i'm still not happy feelings run into a row and i similarly think that about it, whatever i do instead of career planning which is i'm constantly looking am i still moving in the right direction like it's a constant sort of assessment of do i want to do that if i do this thing now move jobs, take on new responsibility. Is that going to get me to a place that I think I'm still going to be happy? Yeah. Um, so how do you decide what that next thing is when you're doing that reevaluation or like moving in the right direction, but like how do you decide what that direction is towards what? So I think I've always been quite entrepreneurial. Hmm. So naturally I am not shy in general. Uh, <laughs> 
Wow, it's like you're subtweeting me live. This is weird. <laughs> no, you're very, you're a good conversationalist. Personable. I feel like, yeah, personable is great, great adjective. Could be friends with everybody. But you also like run this whole conference scene and know a lot of people. So you have to be, I feel like by definition, either you need to be that way or you need to be really good at turning that on if you're not that way. Yeah, and it's a turning it on, right? Like I'm happy to stay in my room and play video games all day. That's mm -hmm. also a thing I like to do and not see people. But I'm also aware that that's not good for me either. Mm-hmm. So I do need the other stuff. It's just, yeah. it's the balance. So in terms of how I decide, I've never felt, it's not true. I <laughs> have trained myself not to feel shy in those situations where actually none of us need to be shy. Mm. Those situations in a room where someone goes, I can I have a volunteer? Mm. And everyone just goes, fuck no. <laughs> and I've learned to ignore the fuck no voice and just go, yeah, sure. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, I discuss this with my children, actually. This is quite interesting. My children are, I, I have eight-year-old twins. And so they're in prime, embarrassed by everything, particularly mm -hmm. me. Although I bring quite a good, strong dad game. So I've been embarrassing them for years. But <laughs> I was trying to explain to my son, I was like, do you know what my superpower is? It's that I don't care if people think I'm silly. That's and a good one. Like, That's actually quite useful in lots of ways. So... I've never been shy about trying to find out what I'm going to do and guessing and being comfortable guessing mm -hmm. and not minding when I get thrown out of my own company or landing in a new job and it not working out within the first month. Like it's not an unparalleled series of successes. That's right. not what anybody's life is like, even on Instagram. It's not about planning an expert plan and then executing on it. It's all tactical. And I'm aware that that is... I'm speaking as a middle-aged white guy in, in the UK. So like I have some advantages. Mm -hmm. However, I think you have to be tactical within whatever you're given and wherever you are in the game. When I play football, like <laughs> one of the things that I'm probably better at than most people is knowing where people are on the pitch. Like I see space quite well. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a sort of, that's a good metaphor for your own career. It's like, where am I? Where are other people? Everyone knows in a team, you're like, that person's about as good as me or that person appears to have a mega brain mm. or that person doesn't do any work and we are carrying them. Like everybody knows who those people are, mm -hmm. right, in any team or organization. So it's, if you know that, then you could probably have a rough guess of where you are and yeah. you may not get the recognition you deserve from whoever is giving you recognition within that organization, but you will know. Yeah. And that's a good way to assess or people you came up with. And, you know, there are people who I admire who have just shot up and are doing really impressive things or who have got lucky or joined the right company or whatever those things are. But you can't plan based on other people's careers. You can only yeah. take stuff from them and then use that to go, do you know what? I've been here long enough. Or do you know what? I really like this job. And if I could just do this thing, if I could just change it so that we meet up in person more or if we can meet up in person less, or if I just had a one-to-one -one with my boss more often, it would make this better. And it's just making those tactical decisions and constantly being on that with a rough view to the middle distance. Yeah. It's like but you're that's... making little tweaks and changes, but you're not really worrying about the end goal. It's like, if you would, if you would like a terrible, you, yeah, kind of if you'd like a out. terrible programming metaphor, just refactoring your career. <laughs> 
He's just always rewriting the same code, never adding Re- anything. Uh, it's the work of the human life, right? It's rewriting yourself mm-hmm. over and over. And I really think that about careers. And you can't... And accepting that it'll change. Like some people are super ambitious and they will thrash themselves on the VC startup grindstone, both as founders or as early stage employees. And like they're compelled to do that. Yeah. As long as that makes them happy, then good for them. It's not what I want to do. Yeah. I had a couple of goes around that at various stages and I've seen it at various stages and it's just not my scene. So I know that and therefore I'm not doing that. Yeah. But it's not planned. There's no scroll with my career written on it. Right. It's not like a bunch but it's of dots. Always and you're been, like I think even the conference thing, like I started that by going, do you know what? I don't know anyone in the UK. What's a good way to meet people? Is there a conference I can go to? And there wasn't. So I thought, I'll do one then. Make people come to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not threatening at all. And the <laughs> night before, you're like imagining 150 people getting on trains and heading straight for you. That's not stressful. But yeah, like that's the only way I can advise anyone to do it and and know it's your responsibility one of the things that i've noticed with some people is they expect their career to happen to them oh yeah that doesn't that's not that's such yeah that's so passive i don't think anything works out like that ever you have to be an active participant in your own life or there's rules like careers are like relationships right there's no rules there's things you should do (laughs) i was like "Mm." (laughs) depends on the kind of relationship yeah 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 (laughs) But like it's not, there's not, one person's relationship is not like another person's. And right. One person's yeah, they're definitely not, not all like comparable. Another's. And like some people want the all-encompassing smothering relationship and some people want, do you know what? If I see you once a week, that's also cool. Mm-hmm. So that various kinds of relationship go on. And this is the same with a career. I right? like some people want loads of programming. Some people think they want to manage people. Some people want to progress really fast and get lots of career pats on the head. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's money. And yeah. that's also fine. Yeah. Um, unless you work for Facebook, and then that's not fine. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, there's, there's some other companies I'd add to that list. Oh, yeah, so, of yes. course. But, <laughs> yeah. But I, I reach for the obvious. No, obvious we all pinata. know what you mean by that one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's all I've got. And I just, I've landed myself in a gig that I really like with people I really like. And I'm just focusing on making it better and better without changing it too much. Yeah. And that's all I have, really. I'm rubbish. It feels like you've made more drastic moves. I don't know. Or maybe you, yeah. they, they've felt more drastic or. I, I guess the, the changes have been significant in terms of either the company size or the type of work or, I don't know, my role in the company. Mm. Like I've. Oh, I, I don't think any of the companies I've worked at, no two have been like very similar. Even the smaller startups that I worked at were very different. Um, and like now I'm at a big company. I've never worked at a big company. I don't know after this what whether I will or not. Maybe I'll really like it. I'm only three mm. months in. I am I, what you're what you described as being on that being on the pitch, being on the field, and like looking at where people are, and f- like stopping and being like, here's where I'm at. I'm at. But I kind of want to play defense, or that's the direction mm. I want to go. I want. I need to be like the person near the goal, or I, you know. I feel like I've been an outfield for the last three years and like, I've gotten really good at this, but I want to try something different. Mm. Like I do that and then I kind of work towards that direction that I want to go. And I'm trying to figure out now, I think in my career, I'm at this fork in the road of, do I go the IC principal staff mm. route? Do I go the management route? This is a thing I think I want to do, 
But I actually don't know what it's like to do that job. So maybe I don't want to do it. But it sound, sounds like what I want to do. But yeah. I, I don't know how to play that role. So do I want to work towards that? Or should I just focus on the next thing I want to do? But I don't know. It's interesting. I definitely don't look at other people and be like, that's the job I want necessarily. But I just think about what are the things in my career that I've enjoyed doing a lot and what did I mm. not like doing? And how do I do more of the stuff that I enjoyed? Yeah. And But sometimes the thing you enjoy and the other thing you enjoy can't be done in the same job. Like you can't be doing intense, deep architectural design work and also leading a team a lot of the times because they're two different jobs. That's like a principal engineer job versus an engineering manager. And it's, okay, what are the parts that you like? about the jobs and which thing is going to give you energy and motivate you and make you want to go to work. So I'm trying to figure that out. I think of the career bit is it, that's always the meta game that's happening. Like you're mm. nearly never doing your career. Right. <laughs> your career happens because of all of the jobs that you do. And mm. then you, and when you're doing a your job, you're doing a job. It's the career is the meta game above your day to day. It's like the line that connects all the experiences, but yeah. nobody's having – it's interesting because none of us have the exact same experiences. None of us work at the exact same jobs in the exact same order with the yeah. exact same role as everybody. So like careers are like these wiggly lines that are comprised yeah. of all the little things we've done and things we've learned. And then some of the things we did in the field that were not part of any job, organizing a conference or mm. being on the conference circuit or writing a lot or writing a book, like that has nothing to do with your job. That, but that still is a part of your career. And it has it's everything pretty, to do with your career, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how do you even <laughs> – you can't always even plan for those things. Sometimes you're in the right place at the right time and the opportunity comes and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then you do it and maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. But I don't even think you can totally plan for that unless you're somebody who's super ambitious and is by 33, I want to write a book. By 28, I need to be speaking at seven conferences a year, which there are people like that, but it's not yeah, me. <laughs> but by 40, that's sad. <laughs> no maybe who knows yeah it's the stuff around your day-to-day -day, which is quite the interesting bit because that's the thing that can burn you out as well mm -hmm. certainly in my experience and i think speaking about burnout with you your experience the stuff around the job that you do on top is the stuff that burns you out it's actually relatively hard in our work to burn yourself out on just your job that's possible Obviously, if you worked in games programming, absolutely possible. Mm. But the sort of like replacing spreadsheets with forms on websites kinds of gigs that most people you and I know, if you just did that, most of the time it's nine to five-ish, mm -hmm. like relatively protected from this stuff. So it is the career stuff that can burn you out. Yeah, I don't the know stuff that, that you code... Think I don't think code is the thing that ever has made me feel burnt out. It was all the other stuff around it. Yeah. Right? It's like the deadlines yeah. or the people or the prioritization or lack thereof. But was it the buttons in the forms? And some days it's CSS. And that's just, that's <laughs> life, isn't it? Or JavaScript. <laughs> it's that volunteering to do stuff around your job. That's where you can experiment as well, though. That's the interesting thing. It's getting that balance right. Because if you just do your job and you just get your head down, you're not looking at your career. You're not even doing the political maneuvering potentially in the organization that you're in to get yourself recognized for the good work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you have to do a little bit of that experimentation, right? You have to go, do you know what? I will do a five minute lining talk or I will go to that meetup or go to that conference and I'll not 
hide in the back of the room. I will go and talk to strangers in the corridor, which mm-hmm. is mortifying. But yeah, that's the bit where you experiment. You should put yourself out there and then you can bring yourself back. But like, that's where the career is made, is in the mm-hmm. steps, the mm-hmm. trying something new, well, the changing jobs. That's the other thing. Yeah, which is also trying something new. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and I feel like if you're just putting your head down and just, I'm going to stay over here, you're like in the outfield the whole time. And like, there are people who definitely enjoy doing that. But yeah. I think then it's like harder to break out of that and do anything new or anything challenging. And, but then also our field is always changing. So if you don't do something new, eventually the thing that you're doing might not even be necessary in that context. It might change. I think there are loads of people doing that. I think this is what's weird. I think there's a, I've heard it described before as a software engineer dark matter. Right. Huh. There's, you go to RubyConf or RailsConf or any conference really, like, wow, there are a lot of people who do my job. Yeah. And then if you look at the actual stats of people who do your job, that's like the people who've ever been to a Ruby conference is like 5% of the people or 10% of the people. Wow. To any single one. So there are all of these programmers out there doing your job and just not interacting in that kind of community way. Like they're not going to meetups. That's fascinating to me. Because I don't and know those people. Totally. <laughs> like, cause, well, they don't know us. And they don't, they don't know me. And they're not listening to this. So fuck them. <laughs> Wow, we do this an hour later, I get really sweary. That's weird. <laughs> There's something at that threshold, man. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it's potty mouth Andy. Yeah, actually, the other thing that occurs to me is, as you were talking about your sort of bouncing between different sizes of companies and different versions, I've really narrowed. If I look backwards, I have just gradually narrowed down and down until it's really a small group of people. It's the other end of the spectrum from where you started. Yeah. If I'd stayed at Accenture, like Accenture has quadrupled in size Mm. since I left in terms of, you know, GDP of a small country and all that stuff. But I've gradually moved down to there are 10 people in my current company and one of them's on mat leave. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't replace them because it's fine. The stuff they were doing just won't get done for a bit and that's okay. Yeah. I hadn't considered that I just narrowed down. Eventually it'll just be me. <laughs> just sign a room on my own programming. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though that you figured out that you didn't want to do that. And then you yeah. hopped. I don't know if you did as much hopping as I did, but you've swam through the sea of all these opportunities and you figured out, oh, this is my island. This is the little place I want to be. And I'm going to really cultivate it and make it like. Not literal island, but yeah. your people, the type of people yeah, yeah. who want to work at that type of company and set those kinds of boundaries and have that kind of work-life balance. I think it's mostly based on stuff I didn't want to do. <laughs> that, you like, know, though, that is extremely powerful because not knowing what you want to do is really important. It helps you figure out what you do want to do. Yeah, because I don't want to work in a fast-growing startup. And that sounds like we don't want to grow at coverage, but and we do every month. But, like, it's not... Do you know what? We're going to be 10 times the size. We're going to double the size of the engineering team in six months. Like that sort of thing does mm. not sound like any fun to me. Yeah. Then you're also at a totally different company at the end <laughs> yeah, exactly. of the year. You're like, where do I work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. the company is transforming around you, which yeah. I guess can be thrilling. That can be, wow, look at what's happening. It's like a Katamari Damacy, right? Have you ever seen that video game where you basically you roll stuff up in the environments and then the ball that you're rolling gets bigger and bigger. And then as it gets bigger, it can pick up bigger stuff. And so you start out like rolling up drawing pins and then you end up rolling up tables and then you end up rolling up the entire house that you're in. 
that's how those things feel. And that feels terrifying to me. Yeah, that sounds like my burnout. <laughs> we just got bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh, God, the house is in a tornado. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have you ever felt like you've given good career advice to anyone? Probably only people who are at the early end of their career. And I feel like it's always like in the context of how do I switch careers or like, how do I make it in tech or whatever? And I'm like, I don't really have an answer in the sense of this is the foolproof thing. But I yeah. know that there's specific traits and characteristics of people who do really well in this field. And that's usually the advice I give. Be open, have an open mindset, be willing to learn new things, really document and lean into your learning, reinforce yeah. it, share that knowledge with others, build things, be interested in trying new things. Like maybe that's only one, that's like the same idea, but yeah. translated different ways. But what about you? I think I probably give terrible career advice. Really? What types of advice have you given? I feel like I can only give people advice on my career. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't understand. So okay, so for example, I've done the thing where I've been the technical founder of a we raised money startup. Mm. And even when I was doing that, I was more in the mindset that I am now, which is we're building a cool, interesting thing. Let's try and make some money. I wasn't in the let's 10 times this and raise some more money like that did not interest me. And so I can't advise somebody who wants to be in that world. I have to understand where someone's coming from. Yeah, I can advise. I feel like I can empathize with people who have similar values to me. I know wow. that sounds that almost sounds preachy, but it's do you like a similar sort of environment to me? Because then I can help you change your environment to be a bit like the environment I'm trying to make. Yeah, gotcha. Or can you look and tell me where I'm missing something in my team? That's really important. But yeah, that I didn't sense, feel like though. I can. And also like, I'm getting I'm getting old now. Like I said, Rails 1.2 and <laughs> I have a long and story career apparently. Rails like, 7 is coming out. That's all I'm oh, saying. Geez. I don't think I'm particularly good at advising early stage developers now. I think I'm yeah. way too far away from it. Yeah. I'm really interested in being able to help those people. I actually think one of the cool things that would be great to do is find some sort of generic agreed curriculum for people leaving for their first job. Like, I think I'm a pretty reasonable mentor in terms of coding and the mechanics of thinking about a career and thinking mm -hmm. about your job and thinking about what's driving you and what's making you happy and asking good questions Yeah. in terms yeah. of like, answers geez like other people's lives are difficult yeah it's funny you say that because i feel like i'm slowly time is moving in one direction yeah. forward specifically but <laughs> as far as we know so andy um, invited here unpick the mysteries of the universe podcast <laughs> but i guess what i'm trying to say is i am moving further and further away from being a beginner so probably my ability to give useful advice to early career folks i'm, I'm probably getting less and less good at that because I'm yeah. getting further and further away from that moment in time. And so I don't know what kind of advice I could give people, except for like people who are very close to where I am, which is like senior engineer trying to figure out what do I do next and or trying to get to senior engineer. What is the hallmark of a senior engineer? Which I'm just like, I don't even know what that means in our industry anymore because people are senior so early sometimes. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Who am I well, to say anything? Which is a problem. But <laughs> yeah, I know. We got to talk chat. about that as a separate 
whole separate conversation. But yeah, it, it, you're right. It's, and I'm generationally removed from people who are starting work today. Yeah. And like, it's so different too. Like now and the last two years is very different than when I started yeah. in 2014. And I'm just like, I don't, I didn't have all these things. Like we had three boot camps to choose from mm. and like it wasn't online and yeah. conferences weren't live streamed. <laughs> yeah. None of that was happening. So you can always you watch the talks me. afterwards. That was, that's been, YouTube's been around during my that's career for conferences. Yeah. So I've always watched conference talks that way. I just think, I guess the only thing from, for our industry, you're right. The learning thing is important. That's something that you have obviously lent into yeah. yourself. But I feel it's super important to read books and not just blog posts, but also I'm the sort of person who in- inhales a lot of internet. Mm. <laughs> Good quality internet, not just like nonsense but like i read a lot and i i I read a lot and like store it somewhere like i'm quite good at recording there was a thing about a thing and this will be useful for what i'm doing yeah i remember reading something can i find it invariably no but and actually in recent years i've got much better at writing as well i i have seen so much of your stuff and read a decent amount of it too and that's literally because about four years ago i went do you know what i'm not writing my blog looks like it's abandoned how can I figure out how to write? I guess you've done this. Like you and I both are constraint writers. Is that yeah. fair to say? We need the, I guess, the carrot or something. We need something to push us. It's way too easy. And I've seen so many people do this. And I've done this where you end up writing about a thing and then you end up writing like 2000 words and you're yeah. not done yet. And you're like, okay, this is, no one's ever going to read this shit. This yeah. is terrible. So I constrain myself using formula. So all of my posts have a formula. Hey. It's like, it works. Comment. It's also consistent too. Exactly. And it helps me be consistent, but it helps me consistently learn as well. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing about writing is newsflash. When you have to explain something, it becomes clearer in your own head. So yeah, and that's another way to learn. But like, yeah, I think inhaling a lot of internet, reading a lot of books. I'm not someone who necessarily learns by building a flash new project. Certainly not anymore. I don't have the time. Yeah. But reading is definitely... I think just a curiosity because in yes, our world, that's, stuff, a, that's stuff, the word. Yeah, it's that's the thing, right? That's the only thing you can have is curiosity, and I think that's true of career as well. It's like, oh, interesting, your company does this. There's yeah. a really interesting Penelope friend of mine, and I think friend of yours at um, Stripe, who's, right? Yeah, Stripe. Yeah, yeah, and she's done a couple of podcasts with. There's a chap called Ben, and what's the other chap's name? There's a podcast that they do about their small SaaS businesses, and she's gone on there and talked about how they do things at Stripe. Mm-hmm which is a very interesting company. They have a really interesting developer culture. That's the sort of thing that's interesting to me. So, so how does it you work? You still have that curiosity. You're oh, still yeah. learning. What Topics stuff can I steal? just different. Yeah. <laughs> how do I learn make my processes my life better? Yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. And some of it's just, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I guess if I was running a company of where I was trying to hire 4,000 engineers, I would do that. Yeah. So is there a tiny fraction of that I can do to make life better here? But yeah, I think that's true of everyone who's good at any job. The people who are really good are always curious and have that little spark and are like, doesn't really matter what I'm doing or how long I've been here or like the context in which I'm working. I'm always going to have that little spark to be like, huh, I want to learn more about that. Or how do you do that? And also not being convinced that you know something even when you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you hear it expressed in the sort of trite way of strong opinions loosely held, which is the, but it is that kind of, it, there's something in how that's described, which is just, I know a thing, but I'm willing to be proved wrong. Yeah. Or I'd love for you to show me a way to do it better. Or yeah. 
that's that is what drives me i think that's like curiosity with experience or like despite having experience still being curious about being better yeah doing something different this thing that i'm doing am i just doing it as it's a ritual and is it rituals are good rituals rituals are powerful but is this a ritual that i actually need yeah being willing um, to question, question things and why things are done that way. And if they're done I, for good reason, that's all well and good. But yeah, sometimes people just get into rote. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think taking that approach to your sort of knowledge and applying that in that sort of meta game of your career, I think is how I think about it. Like, yeah. I genuinely think the conference thing is interesting you brought it up because I'm just like, I've had two years off. I didn't have two years off. I've had one year off and one year where I was in the hole financially and I had to like fiddle together some sort of virtual online thing. And so I actually had to make a decision to go and do it again this year. You are doing it this year in 2022? I've had to make a decision to do it. Yeah, because you I've could got... have just been like, mm, no. That was hard. <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. Maybe someone else will do it. Just ride the end, of the, just the tails of the pandemic and be like, we don't do that now. <laughs> we don't do that now, yeah. You do have to make active decisions. Yeah. But I think that being interested, being curious thing is... That's probably the only career advice. I that's my generic life advice. Yeah, which is the same advice I gave to new folks who are newer in their careers. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll just repurpose that and be like, oh, be curious. I'll say it. I'll just be <laughs> older when I say it. And I'll say it to people who are later in their careers and pretend it's wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, though. It's always going to work. That's what I like. I'm like, OK, cool. We figured we've answered this question. Yeah. In 20 years, I think we'll have the same answer. Yeah, I think so. We'll just be older. Yeah, and, and maybe we'll be ready to stop. That's an actually interesting thing to me. Is and it's career planning. It's like retirement is an interesting concept to me. How so? I genuinely do... I'll have a large backlog of video games and films, but I don't think I'm ever gonna retire. In not in the maybe way the that, traditional way that in the way that like my parents had a job and then they were like, you know what, I'm gonna stop this. And yeah. interesting, even my dad did this. So my dad was a policeman for nearly 30 years and then retired from that and then did another job for a corporate doing sort of police-ish things mm -hmm. and then he actually retired and then he did that for a couple of years and then he rejoined and he just went and worked on the UK border in the wow. airport okay and that was kind of like a throwback to when he was like a young policeman like he liked the sort of the whatever it was about being in that sort of in the field, so to speak. Yeah, that kind of officially thing. And so like he, and I think he'd have kept doing that as well. And I, I think about my mother is past retirement age mm. and she's a registrar. So she marries people. Oh, that's fun. And so she's just cut down everything except the going and doing the marriage ceremonies. And she'll just keep doing that, I think, until they tell her she can't or she loses her marbles in the middle of a ceremony. And like programming is just the same. I really like actually making things. Like, I imagine a carpenter wouldn't ever really, they wouldn't just ever down tools. They'd always make their own chairs. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. They're like, ah, I know how to do this. Oh. Yeah. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I can show my grandkids how to do this. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I don't ever see myself resigning because there's always, you know, the to-do list is infinite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's always more forms to be put on more websites, it turns out. Yeah. I don't know. The forms and buttons might just, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if I still want to do that later. <laughs> the thing that we make from a pure engineering perspective is not clever. 
But like, it's so it. satisfying when it works, though, isn't it? It like, works. That's what I live for. I just love and that people feeling. People bloody love it because <laughs> they are not making dreadful spreadsheets and PowerPoints that look terrible. Mm. They're using our tool to solve the same task and it's optimized for them and they save hours. Yeah. I was like, every time you ship a thing that makes it faster, that saves people time. They can do other stuff. And some yeah. of them will use that for nonsense and some of them will use that for good things. Or they'll use that and go back and see their kids, right? Yeah. These are all, I don't think of what I do as a great moral crusade, but there are benefits to customers going, this thing, genuinely my job is better than it used to be because I use your thing. And you're just like, that's great. Yeah. That making things thing is why I have focused my career where I have. Yeah. Making I think things I would is miss really that. fun. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very curious if, if I do go back the management route. Whether making things that in that position is as fun for me as actually making things. Because like, I really love programming. Somehow yep. I get that same, you know, amazing feeling when you get the JSON from the server and you put it on the page and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm a god. That's the <laughs> only time I feel good about myself with programming. I, when I, I made the machine do the thing I told it to do <laughs> and I didn't mess up whilst I did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when that happens, it's great. And I, I love that. But I don't know. I don't know how that looks later on in your career. It's interesting. There is no career progression without managing people. And I yeah. mean that in the broadest sense. Like, you cannot be a good IC if you can't encourage your peers to agree with you. Yeah. Right? That's, there is no way, yeah, there is no way out of this, right? There's no way out of <laughs> dealing with other human beings. Terribly sorry, everyone. And, like, whether that's taking that pastoral responsibility where you're everyone's parent on some level, whether you're just a group of cool kids hanging out and persuading each other of good stuff to do. Like that's the two career options, right? If you go the pure management route, then those jobs are incredibly important. And I yeah. think harder than being a, trying to be a charismatic IC, right? That, that's kind of the, that feels where the sweet spot is for me. It's just like, Try and do stuff that's fun and interesting and make things better and then persuade everyone that you've done it and that yours is the right <laughs> way. That sounds like the most fun to me. Like managing people and their difficult lives is tricky because mm. if you're good at it, you care. And then when you get it wrong, it's terrible. Yeah. It's definitely the six months that I did it. It was like very emotionally draining, although yeah. it was also like in a pandemic too. So I don't know how <laughs> normal that is. <laughs> I was like, is this normally this hard or is it the whole global pandemic thing? <laughs> <laughs> is it the whole nothing. global pandemic thing? It was the whole global pandemic thing, <laughs> but also it is also hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it goes in each column, but I was just like, this seems like a lot. <laughs> that really depends on the team, doesn't it? That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not moving anywhere for a bit and you're not moving anywhere for a bit. So career planning is to stay where we are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, keep running around on the field. Yeah. Pay attention. Try not to get hit by anyone. Maybe... Yeah, don't, the, don't get I don't hit by the ball. Sports. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sports things. Sports <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> All right. Let me press the stop thing and then we, we can do the after dark. 